Welcome back to Dance Tips Daily. And if you're new, welcome to the fam. I'm your host, Danny Albertina, and this is the podcast where I read to you, with the author's permission, of course, short and sweet dance excerpts on topics such as choreography, performance, mental health, physical health, nutrition, education, and more. Bonus episodes release the first of every month featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those who keep our dance community alive. If you're ready to spend a little time getting a little better each day, let's dance in. This is episode number 332 featuring Katherine Boland of danceinforma.com, adapting and continuing the mission. It's June 28th, 2021, and we have a Mindful Monday tip for you here at Dance Tips Daily. Although today's blog is mainly based on speaking with artists who were navigating through COVID-19, especially during March 2020, when we might not have realized what we were quite in store for yet, I think it still captures the awesome grittiness as well as optimism as well as adaptability, which most artists and dancers do have. After all, our teachers give us quick tempo changes and maybe quick costume changes and weight shifts. Dancing through life's highs and lows and ups and downs, I think has similarities as well. As long as we have our mind focusing in the right direction, I truly think we're capable of conquering even the biggest and steepest of mountains, whether that's figuratively or literally. That said, let's dance on into our blog written by Katherine Bolin. March 2020, COVID-19 begins to spread across the U.S. states, begin shutting down businesses and imposing restrictions on gatherings of people over a very small number. The country effectively goes into quarantine lockdown. Dance companies and schools must cancel rehearsal schedules and entire spring seasons. Given that dance companies program their seasons a year or more in the air, disappointment and financial stress are thick in the air. There is no definitive end to it all, and the future when we can once again gather to hug, shake hands, and partner in dancing feels almost as uncertain. Although we've flattened the curve, in quotes, in many areas, not all that much has changed at this point. In the face of it all, major U.S. dance companies are adapting and innovating to respond to the moment. A first concern is stopping the bleeding, so to speak, ensuring that dancers and other staff members are taken care of as much as possible, maintaining ties with audiences, and avoiding any gaps in mission fulfillment. A second concern is continuing to nurture creative work so that development and growth is stalled as little as possible. To learn more about all of these concerns and dynamics, Dance Informa spoke with leaders from nine different major U.S. dance companies, Boston Ballet, Pacific Northwest Ballet, Abraham in Motion, American Ballet Theater, The Joffrey Ballet, Paul Taylor, American Modern Dance, Jose Limon Dance Company, San Francisco Ballet, and Complexions Contemporary Ballet. In this first of two installments on this topic, we'll focus on how companies are addressing immediate needs and ensuring the mission not only continuing, but also fortifies through this time. Company First Aid. Michael Neeson, Boston Ballet Artistic Director, is clear that in terms of responding to the current global pandemic, the first step is to attend to the present needs of dancers, staff, and communities whom companies serve. He broke this immediate stabilizing work down into three main areas, mission fulfillment, taking care of your people, and financial feasibility. We have to be sure arts organizations survive. It will be a huge loss to society and culture if they have to shut down. Ellen Walker, Executive Director of Pacific Northwest Ballet, 
PNB passionately believes that and acts as such. She emphasizes the importance of arts advocacy, asserting that our political leaders need to hear from us about the importance of arts and culture in our lives and cities. Walker affirms that a future with fewer dynamic arts organizations is less imaginative, less vibrant, and less connected. Some of the advocacy work we're doing now paints that picture of loss, and it's effective. She adds explaining how in this age of online content, the company is, in quotes, having productive, collaborative conversations with unions around parameters for use and distribution of online content. Nason, as well as Helgel Thomason, Artistic Director for San Francisco Ballet, SFB, acknowledge how difficult it is for dancers to not be able to dance at this time. They want dancers to return to the studio as soon as possible while still complying with public health and safety guidelines. Thomason also stating that SFB, company class, is happening over Zoom said that the company is doing the best we can to help dancers stay in shape and at the same time working on developing safe return to studio protocols following San Francisco and California's return to work safety guidelines. Towards financial stability, companies have gone into make a fundraising mode, as Nissan describes it. Limone Dance Company recently initiated a GoFundMe to provide for dancers' salaries, for example. Kevin McKenzie, Artistic Director of American Ballet Theater, ABT, affirms that everyone working for ABT has to consider their job description to include a member of the development staff and help facilitate fundraising efforts. As another kind of, in quotes, team effort, Nissan has hosted a weekly call for arts leaders across the U.S. to put heads together and create a problem solving for matters of finance and more. This opens discourse, seems necessary and meaningful at a time when we have to think and mobilize differently. In order to handle the inevitable pause in organizational growth and development, as Dwight Roden, Artistic Director of Complexion's Contemporary Ballet, puts it, that in and of itself is new territory to exist in at a time when daily life is already different, notes Rodin. Complexion staff are meeting regularly over virtual platforms, which has become an outlet for brainstorming as well as allowed for a communal pool of ideas to be heard in a new way that gives everyone a voice, Rodin says. Looking towards supporting dancers in this difficult time, Limon Artistic Director Dante Puelo shares that the company has given dancers work in areas like archiving and communications. We want our dancers to stay engaged and develop their outside interest and leadership skills. Investing in your dancers on multiple fronts and finding new ways to reach our stakeholders is our way to ensure Limon's future, Puelo explains. At a company level that addresses a concern of Kyle Abraham, founder and artistic director of AIM, that this might be a time when many dancers might go to school again and step into other fields. Some dancers just might not want that uncertainty and instability of being a freelancer, he says. Continuing the mission. Toward mission fulfillment, several companies have worked to maintain connections with audiences with streaming older performances through social media channels and websites. McKenzie says that ABT realized that it needs to pivot to become temporarily a media company and find new ways to provide content to an audience. Rodin also notes the importance of connection. We have to find new and innovative ways to keep our sense of community, thereby keeping our mental and emotional connections present, he believes. Ashley Weider, the Mary B. Galvin Artistic Director of the Joffrey Ballet, shares that in this shift, 
virtual engagement, our mission has not changed. We engage with our audience by video conference, online classes, social media platforms, sharing excerpts of performances and interviews. Dancers are creating work where they are and posting it on social media while choreographers and artists are working together virtually, he adds. He describes how enrichment programs continue to serve communities in greater Chicago virtually. Additionally, the company has begun an oral history project. We are conducting interviews with artists and patrons and working with the New York Public Library to preserve and share the Joffrey Archive. Weeder shares. Michael Novak, artistic director of Paul Taylor, American Modern Dance, recounts how he sifted through archival footage and chose 14 performances to stream to give audiences a sense of the Taylor work from not just now, but through the years of the company's existence. The company has also offered Taylor School classes for free over Instagram, sometimes paired with conversations with former company members or other notables in the Taylor world for a class and conversation. The Limon Company has also offered extensive classes free of charge over Instagram. Pueleo also detailed professional development initiatives such as a teacher training workshop to further develop company dancers' studio and online pedagogy. He wants to be sure. The foundation is supporting the dancers. Readiness for community engagement as Lamone for Kids will be ready to offer synchronous and asynchronous online exchange as well as outdoor and indoor classes based on how the NYC public school system will operate in the fall. Similarly, nurturing community connections, Rodin explains how Complexions is offering, in quotes, regular content from our archives, creative movement challenges, conversations with luminaries in the field, as well as classes and workshops. SFB is also offering SF Ballet at Home, where the company can capture content and share archival material on the digital stage, Tomlinson says. On the other hand, Abraham is skeptical of the efficacy and safety of online-based classes. Instead, his company has taken this time to meet and think through the tough issues at hand. AIM now has three task forces who meet regularly, dancers, board, and administrative. He notes that he doesn't attend the dancers' task force as he wants the dancers to be fully fearlessly honest as they meet with one another. Abraham is also virtually meeting with a newly hired dancer in order for him to learn repertory. The company is additionally meeting weekly to take in and discuss various pop culture items, music, television shows, and movies that relate to repertory works recommended by individual company members, thus deepening artistry without dancing per se. The Limone Company is also meeting virtually to stage a 1956 work and refine how it can be presented virtually as well as licensed out to higher education dance departments and conservatories. Given these various virtual initiatives, Novak puts it well. At this time, everyone in the dance world is taking lemons and making their own lemonade. Stay tuned for the next installment where we'll focus on planning for the future and potential benefits of this very difficult time. Thanks so much to Catherine Boland of danceinforma.com for giving us permission to share her lovely work with y'all today. Woo, I don't know about you, but even just reading the article brought me back to those early months of the pandemic and thinking of, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Nonetheless, I'm so inspired by how proactive these artists were and not only in the sense of how to engage outside community into the work, but as well as giving a voice and giving a platform for the whole to collaborate and put brains together to find some solutions for how to move or dance and prance forward. Collaboration sometimes can be a little tricky, especially for our independent workers who like to work on their own or introverts. 
especially during heightened and stressful times. But if we can push past that fear, I truly think that we can discover a whole new world of possibilities and come up with flawless solutions if we put our brains together. That being said, for today's Mindful Monday challenge, I challenge you to think or brainstorm on something that you've been contemplating. Maybe it's a business idea, maybe it's switching jobs or careers, maybe it's taking a new class for the first time. Whatever it is, find either a good friend or maybe even an acquaintance to get even closer and ask them for feedback or ask them to help brainstorm on what your options are. You might be surprised what you two come up with and create an even closer bond. With that being said, that's your short and sweet tip for the day. I hope you enjoyed, and as always, happy dancing. Thanks for listening today, and tune in tomorrow for more short and sweet tips. Happy dancing.